And now, part two of my interview with Grammy Award-winning mixer, producer, Gerard Smerick. And so we get a call, uh, Seeger and Punch want to come in. They want to come in and check the place out. So they come in, they sit down, listen to the monitors, talk with me. The meeting goes well, Punch calls back. They book a couple of months, you know, I can't remember exactly how long, maybe longer. Um, Bob's going to do a record. And Bob's at the top of his game at this point. He is, he is the guy. And so I'm like, oh, thank God, you know, this is going to be great. They're bringing in Bill Simzik is going to do the session. Bill Simzik is, is the producer of the Eagles, of all the Eagles material. And I'm going to be the assistant. Session starts. Bill can't, he's, he's late. Uh, he sent his right hand down. The session starts. We get into about the third day. This guy and Bob don't hit it off. The guy's a bit out of control, you know, he's a bit of a cowboy and uh, is fired, they cancel all the time, they're pulling all the gear out, you know, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> but a few days later, they come back, you know, Punch comes back in and says, keep it really simple, do you think you can handle this until Bill can come? And uh, of course, you know, I said yes. <laughs> Bob and I hit it off extremely well. Those two, I will call them my mentors more than anyone else. But Punch and Bob were very patient with me. They were very patient with the situation. And we hit it off really well. One of the nights, I actually, I have to tell Bob I have to leave because we have a bar gig. I say, hey, you know, guys, you would have to quit around 8 o'clock tonight because I have a gig. And Bob, you know, Bob was very cool. He was like, oh, cool, man. Where, you know, where's it at? You know? And, uh, and Punch just kind of gives you that, you know, when he, when he gives you that, that squinty eye look, you know, you know you're in trouble. And so after uh, Bob leaves, Punch walks out with him, then Punch comes, you know, there's a knock on the door, Punch comes back in. And goes, you know, what are you doing? You know? And, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm what, what do you mean? You know, and he goes, uh, I should probably keep, stop effing around. You know, stop effing around. You know, you can do this. You know, not a lot of people can do this. You need to, you know, do the right thing here. Stop effing around. And uh, then, he, and he walked out the door. And that was that was <laughs> that was all he said. You know, uh, but so did you stop effing around? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I realized with Bob, here's this guy coming in with these songs. He would come in, he might want to hear a new song, you know, and he'd sit down at the piano or, or he'd pick up his guitar and, you know, and, and he would start to play something. He'd sing a verse and he'd mumble this and he'd go, oh, you know, yeah, it's, you know, I ain't got all the parts, you know, but what do you think? You think it should, we should record it, you know? And it would be like, you know, it would be like, roll me away. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Bob, we should, <laughs> let's record this. We should set up, let's, you know, let's get a rhythm track down so you can finish it. Of course, you know? I didn't know Bob like you knew Bob, but... You know, later in the years, as he's also come over here to our studio to record, I uh, I got a feel for his personality to find that he's totally humility. Bob is awesome. You know, he's he's definitely he's a salt of the earth guy. You know, and and I certainly relate to that. But I, I'm looking at this guy, you know, and it's like I know what he's thinking. I know, I know, I know what keeps him up at night. You know, I know what's, what's, I know the fire in his, in his belly. You know, I, I understand him so completely. I know what he's looking for. I know what's bugging him. You know, and right. it's, and it's, it's. Uh, I started to realize at that point that um, I was a great support person. You know, I mean, I, I was a person who I could help him mm -hmm. right away. I could help him. You know, I knew what he wanted to hear in the headphones. You know, I knew what he wanted to hear in the mix. Uh, 
when someone would say, and, and I started to realize these things, and this is what Punch was alluding to, you know, someone would say, well, this isn't sounding right, or we need to, you know, whatever the, 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 the mood that they were trying to do, and, and I could sit down and I would go, well, okay, well, let me, how about this? And they would go, yeah, you know, and, and I, I, I never thought anything of it. I thought, well, that's, you know, something that was easy for me to do. I didn't realize it was something hard or even it was something special, you know, there was and no, you know, no point here was anyone telling me, you know, I was special. I mean, this was something that I was just doing to survive. It was literally, uh, you know, swimming for my life, you know, kind of a thing, you know, trying not to drown uh, and just, just doing, you know, what I knew how to do, what I, you know, what, what came naturally, I guess. So there I am at 21 with him, and, and here I am, you know, decades later with this guy, and he is still like he's a kid uh, in the studio. But now he's he's worked with so many good producers, so many good you know situations and musicians. Um, he is brilliant at just going for something uh, completely. Once he's in a room where he trusts everyone, he falls. He completely dives in. Uh, he jumps off the bridge. And so my job, as soon as I see him jump, is to make sure you know I've got his back, and then he knows I have his back, and. I fall like he falls. He's jumping, I'm jumping right, so we're, <laughs> we're falling together here. We're gonna open our chutes, you know, but, but we're, gonna, we're gonna free fall as long as possible. I have to be egoless in this. There, there can be no ego for me because this is not my wedding, you know what I mean? This is not my, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm the waiter at the wedding or, what, or I'm the band at the wedding, you know, this is, but this is not my wedding. It's, it, it, you know, he's putting everything on the line. He's going to take the heat for this. For mixing, for me, you know, I've realized that the quicker I can uh, express what I'm hearing about the song, the better it is. The longer it takes me to express, you know, this sound, you know, and, and when I say that about, you know, I'm talking about EQs, I'm talking about compression, I'm talking about reverbs, rooms, spaces, perspective. Um, the longer it takes me to create what I'm hearing, because I have to hear it first, I have to picture it. Everything is causing a reaction. You know, all of this stuff is, is a chain reaction. So that domino, you know, you're you're moving things. Things are swaying this way. Things are swaying that way. You have to always be, you know, on your on your the tip of your ears listening. You, and when you enter one of these situations, you know, there are so many things. Uh, yelling at you, shouting at you, talking at you, you know, there's managers, there's la there's the label people, you know, A&R people, you know, there's, there's uh, the hangers on, you know, the inner circle that's always around an artist. Uh, there's so many people saying things, there's so much noise, and you know, you really have to, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the whispering voice, you know, it's that tiny little <laughs> sound, you know, that is underneath all of that, you know, that you have to really tune into and you have to watch and you have to listen and uh, the, the song, the lyric, everything will speak to you, you know, you you have to, I mean, I, I, I will sit down at the board and I'm, you know, I'll listen to some, okay, well, you know, I, I'm going to do this to this, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this bridge or I'm going to fix this, this chorus and, you know, it's not, uh, it's not me, it's not about me, it's, it's what the song will allow me to do. And when I started to uh, be subservient to that, you know, um, that's that's my biggest success. That's when I do my best work. 
so I'm 21 now. We do this record. Great success happens, and and so the phones light up at ambience. You know, the studio is now booked up. It's everything is is uh, going well. I have all the work I can possibly stand. We're doing Ted Nugent. You know, we're doing Mal average. You had Barry Manilow there for Barry uh, Manilow is in a there. week or so. <laughs> Melissa Manchester. Melissa Manchester. We get an SSL. We get a new console. I mean, th things are going really well, you know. And uh, we're doing a lot of a lot of top line work. Advertising is, is going well. You're in there a lot now. You're we're carving out your sound. The jingle sessions we were doing at the time also were big productions. There were rhythm sections at nine in the morning. You know, a full rhythm section. And then uh, uh, you know horns, strings, strings and horns, and uh, whatever vocals. Or Jack would go to Chicago and do vocals, fly back, and the, later in the afternoon come back. Right. You know, four hours later with with all these Tune vocals. Tune in we next week for day. the conclusion and of my interview with This was a day. You know, this was Gerard. a 12, 14 hour day yeah. of doing a complete, you know, 60 second jingle, and then, and then cut downs and mix and and, right. and all with live instruments. Which again, because it, because the jingle business. Uh, when you think about what it is, it hits so many different genres of different kinds of music. So now this adds on to your catalog of all these kinds of things that you're doing. And I'm saying all this because it's a fascinating road where you're learning from here and here and here and it, this is how, this is how it happens, okay?